So today we're going to be diving into how to not get offended and upset about the things that are going on in the world or what people say to you. Maybe you've been slighted by somebody. Maybe you didn't get the respect that you deserved. Maybe you got some nasty comment from somebody on the internet. There's many, many ways that we can get offended. There's all sorts of stuff going on in the world today that we don't like. So how are we going to deal with this? Because it's only going to get worse. Most people, if you look at your phone and you check out anything, you're going to find some nasty comments. Some of it might be nothing to do with you. Some of it might be directly to do with you. But there is a lot of stuff happening and a lot of people getting very offended, very upset, very disturbed, a lot of negative energy. So how can we manage that and come out the other side feeling at peace, feeling light, and actually be a positive influence on the world rather than being on the receiving end and becoming negative ourselves? Such a good topic. I feel like this experience has just increased, I would say, right? More and more with, you know, how much everything is online and how much is shared in that space and received in that space. It's kind of like um, I remember in, I think, Brene Brown's work, who's a wonderful woman. Um, goodness, what's the book she's most well known for? Um, it's about courage, courage. vulnerability. There we go. Yeah. Um, she would talk about coming on into the arena. And when we, if you picture an arena, I suppose there's like all these spectators, right, watching the show. And then there's like the people on the field or on the stage or whatever it is. And when we put ourselves out there, when we share something, when we create something, there's a vulnerability there. But we're coming onto the playing field and that takes so much courage because we are opening ourselves up and exposing ourselves to criticism, to um, dislike too. I mean, to also beautiful things like appreciation and love, but we're, you know, we're there on the field. And I remember she said once that you have no right to criticize someone unless you come onto the field yourself. <laughs> it's like so easy from the uh, from the sidelines or, you know, from the seats watching the show to throw stones and and say all these things but until we really come onto the field we don't know what it's like we don't know how difficult it is to put ourselves in that position and when we do really I think then we can open our hearts and have compassion and have love and have respect and, and appreciation for ourselves and others in that space However, I'd say the predominant uh, number of people on the internet are more in the spectator uh, audience. And so there's so much, so much thrown around, you know, hurtful things said. 
Um, and I think it's good to recognize that, that that's what it is. And for ourselves to kind of give ourselves the love and compassion we need when we might feel a stone thrown right in our direction and to know, okay, you know, that person doesn't understand where I'm coming from or what my intention is or they wouldn't have thrown it. They don't know what it's like being down here. Um, so I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but that's just um, one awareness I wanted to bring in of the time that we're in and kind of the field and the context as far as sharing and the huge amount of response that can come. Yeah, that's right. There's, there is near, most people are spectators and there are not many people on the field. You know, most people don't post things online, but they do comment on things or they like things or dislike things. The, the ratio, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but there's a much bigger number, it might be maybe 90% or 80% who very rarely engage themselves other than commenting or disrespecting or whatever it is. So if you're doing any online work, putting videos or content or audios, meditations, whatever it is, or whether you're doing something public, you immediately open yourself up to criticism. And uh, I was thinking about this topic this morning, and there's a wonderful course called Wake Up Productive. It's a productivity course, and it's about how to wake up feeling productive. But nowadays, <laughs> most people, a lot of people, wake up offended. You know, it's like there are, I don't know how many millions, but a lot of people, they wake up, check their phone, and get offended, and then try and take people down. And it really does seem to me like getting offended has become almost a national pastime. It's almost a sport. Who can be the most offended by something somebody says? So-and-so didn't say the right thing about this, that, and the other, and there wasn't the right ratios of different genders or different, you know, um, races or, you know, like it doesn't matter what people do, there's always something a bit wrong about it according to somebody and getting offended on behalf of other people who aren't even themselves. So it's almost become this mass psychosis to some degree, this, this getting offended, getting offended. So whether it's us personally getting offended, whether it's people getting offended with us, or whether we're triggered by someone who's offended by something, or whatever it is this, is, this is like a major topic. And I wouldn't be surprised if I don't know what percentage it is, but a very large percentage of what is posted online every day is people being offended about something or the other. So we need to have a way of dealing with this so that we don't become part of the problem ourselves. Because if we go online and we get offended as well, then what's the difference, right? We're not, we're not making a positive uh, contribution if we are also constantly triggered. And I've personally experienced this in the work that I've done over the years of posting things from the heart with a good intention and then getting criticized by somebody or other who I don't know. It's actually quite funny in a way how people who 
have no idea what we're doing, really, who don't necessarily even watch the videos or listen to the things thoroughly or even at all. And then there's this knee-jerk reaction to criticize and condemn. And most of the time, the people who do this actually have not taken the time to even understand what it is that's being said. So this is this is not going to get any less. This is going to get worse. And if you're going to be posting things, you're going to have to deal with this in one way or the other. But what I've heard from people who are very famous, you know, who have loads of eyeballs on what they're doing, I've heard that many people they find out that people write these stories about them that literally have nothing to do with anything in reality at all. That's completely made up hit pieces and but no one knows that because only the person and their friends actually know what happened in the situation so there's all this happening what are we going to do about it so we're going to talk about three main things we can do to manage this situation not get upset not get offended and kind of come out the other end feeling clean and fresh, if you like, you know, almost invincible to these negative comments. The first thing which is really essential is to realize that <laughs> we can only change ourselves. This is really essential thing for us to come back to again and again and again because if somebody does something we don't like or they say something bad about us the ego response is I need to prove this person wrong I need to attack back I need to you know be upset about this and do something about it and try and make it right and do all these things right that's the immediate response that most people have um, I've had that response myself, many, many other people do. And then then if you've ever had this experience online where someone says something bad and then you comment about it and then someone else comments about your comment and then you go back and forth, back and forth and it can go this, can go on and on and on and on. I remember having this experience once in my business with some potential customer about, this is years ago and she was giving me a hard time about something that wasn't even happening and making things up and I was trying to like make it right and, and the longer it went on, the worse it got and it would have been better if I just done nothing so that response of wanting to make it right and you know prove our point and all that sort of thing almost always goes horribly wrong and I'm sure you've probably experienced this if you've tried it so the number one thing is to realize that we can only change ourselves So somebody else might be completely off base. They might be completely wrong about something. They might have made up a story about you that doesn't even have any bearing in whatsoever about anything that's ever happened in your life. And it is completely false. But end of the day, the only thing you can do in reality is to work on yourself the only thing I can do is to become an even better version of myself than I was yesterday 
And what this does is it, it redirects our attention away from these other people and the world. Because it might be that we're not even being criticized directly. It might be that there are just bad things happening. It might be that there's something on the news that you don't like. There might be all sorts of things going on that you're offended about or upset about. But what can we actually do? We can change our attitude. We can change our thoughts. We can change our words. We can use our life in a positive way. We can make a positive difference in the world through our, through our life and through our work. So we have a lot of control over ourselves and our immediate reality. So we can, practically speaking, genuinely make a difference in the world. But only if we focus our attention on the handful of things that are within our control rather than giving away our energy to other people, other situations where we literally don't have any control and all it does is take that energy that could be spent in a positive way and throw it away in a way that we feel disheartened, disempowered and stressed out. So number one thing, if next, next time you get offended or upset or triggered, just first of all, just say, look, the only person I can change is me. <laughs> it's, it's a really powerful method just to bring it back. It's like claiming back your energy. It's, if it went somewhere else, you're pulling it all back in and saying, look, where do I have control? Where do I have power? Mm. Absolutely. It's so wise. Um, because you know, that whole like upset, uh, pattern, it's like a, you don't want to get stuck in it, you know, once it's almost like bait. So like once the fish gets the bait, then it gets pulled into it, right? So you don't want to even get pulled into that energy field, that negative field of whatever it is, right? So to kind of see it that way, uh, with that wisdom of, okay, I'm not going to go there, right? Not going to, not going to take that bait. Um, and also, it's an opportunity, I think, for an internal cleansing process because the more we clean our consciousness and our conscience, the less it will touch us, right? So, and there might be certain topics that touch us, right? We're still sensitive to. And others, we've cleaned out and we, we just know it's not true, right? So it, it doesn't doesn't get in um I was just smiling to myself there was Michael and I both have a lot of meditations on insight timer and, and I appreciate reading the comments here and there and there was there was one comment recently and it was like one star and it said too much of divine <laughs> and like for me like I actually I think I laughed maybe <laughs> or, you know like it was actually it's kind of funny um, but it didn't like touch me. It didn't get upset. I mean, okay, yeah, it was too much of divine for some people. <laughs> All right, you know. Um, sometimes, did you? I had the same thing. So someone said, "Yeah, because I, I check it. I I love reading these comments because it it makes me feel good about what I'm doing. You know, it's 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 touching, very touching. I got a comment um, that said something like." 
Um, I was really enjoying this until he started talking about God. <laughs> dot, 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 you know. Um, so, you know, I mean, fair enough. I'm not, there's nothing I can do about that, but it's a shame because um, if if there was a bit more understanding of what that means, then it might be different. But that's, again, what can I do? I can maybe explain things better or have a way of, of approaching it so that people like that can receive more. But even so, it, it, there's all sorts of things like that that we come across. Mm. And to focus on, like Michael said, to focus on the appreciation and the souls who are appreciative of what you're saying, what you're being, what you're doing. And I know we're bringing a lot of online examples in, but it's it's not just online. It's it's our life. It's our day-to-day. It's our interactions. And, you know, it could be the people you meet at the grocery store or the people you live with or whatever it is. And focus on the ones who so appreciate and recognize you and what you're doing and who you're being and what you're emanating into this world and appreciate them back you know share that appreciation and and the other stuff that comes up like we're saying it is an opportunity to shift ourselves cleanse let go release clear so that it gets to a point where we might learn something from it, but that it, it just doesn't touch us and we're not going to, you know, take the bait and go into this whole whirlwind of drama. That's right. So the number one thing is I can only change myself and my actions, my thoughts. I'm in control of certain things. It's really, really essential you understand where you personally have control in your life and where you don't one of the best methods for this is just to get a piece of paper or get two pieces of paper and write down things I can control and write the list and things I can't control and the things you can't control is a much bigger list you know you can't control other people you can't control the weather you can't control the government you can't you know this is a huge list there's a very very long list of things we can't control and whenever we try and control those things the only thing that happens is we feel disturbed and that energy is wasted but and there's a much shorter list of things that we can control but that's where we have power mm. I'm, and, I'm laughing because i think i've seen my name on the can't control list <laughs> Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I put RL on the can't control list because RL is uncontrollable. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like everything else, you know. Even our body, to some degree, is not under our control, if we're honest, you know, because it's got its own thing going on. We can control what we eat, but we can't control even how our body responds, really. So... This is very important because wise people, the more wise we are, we become wise through realizing the difference. And wise people invest their energy and their time on the things they can control because it's a good use of energy rather than wasting it. Or think even thinking about things you can't control is a waste of time because what's the point? So this is a big deal. The second thing to overcome being offended and upset about stuff 
is to realize that the people who do bad things are under an external influence. They are influenced by something other than their original nature. We, we typically think when someone does something wrong that they're just acting off their own volition and they, they're just choosing to do something bad and harmful on purpose as if it's like this thing they decided to do. More accurate way of understanding it is that they are under the influence of either another person or a belief system or a negative energy or some sort of health problem or some drugs or something, right? There's lots and lots of external influences in the world that affect the way people react and respond and do things. So when we think about it in that way, we think instead of thinking this person is terrible, we think they're a victim actually of negative things in one way or another and they can't help it. Oftentimes people have been bullied when they were children or abused when they were children or they've been suffering a lot. A lot of people are just suffering physically or mentally or emotionally or all of them, right? And when when we're under pressure or when we're rushed, we can't think properly. We can't, it's very difficult to respond in a loving, kind way. If we're stressed out, underfed, in pain, haven't slept enough, got all these wrong belief systems. So if you think about, you know, just about everyone in the world has got some negative influence or other. I mean, we all have in one way or another. And if someone has a long list of negative influences affecting them, what are the chances that they're going to be able to be very loving and kind and sensible about what they're saying? Even having a cell phone and using technology is being under an external influence because these are tools that we've used and they have a certain energy about them and a certain way of being used based on the design of them that that isn't an external influence in and of itself. The internet is an external influence. So instead of thinking this person is just waking up in the morning and just from a good, pure-hearted place deciding to consciously be negative and do all this bad stuff, realistically, they're under probably 20 or 30 negative influences which are all connected and that is the reason that they said or did what they did. And what that means is that it's not personal to you. They would do the same thing to somebody else. I've heard this from various people. Some people say that that maybe the waitress was racist or the waitress was rude to me personally or the waitress was, you know, whatever it was. I've heard people say, look, if you really think that, just sit there for a minute and see if they respond the same way to other people and oftentimes you'll notice that they actually do the same thing they did to you to everybody else you know so it's not a personal thing in most cases we take it personally if we are 
on the receiving end. We can we can say, okay, well, they did it to me specifically to me, but in reality, chances are, if you weren't there, they'd do it to somebody else, and if they weren't there, they'd do it to somebody else, and they'll do it today and tomorrow and the next day, and they did it yesterday. So, it's not a personal thing. There's somebody under multiple levels of influence, and that's the consequence of that is that they can't help acting in the way they are. They're actually a victim of negativity. Hmm. Yes, it's like, gosh, uh, something to come home to as well. It's like, we just don't know what people have been through. We don't know what they're going through. We don't know how much pressure someone's under. You know, there's, we're all loving beings at the very, very, very core, even those of us who have done the most horrific things. And within each soul, there's, there's a whole experience that we just can't know. We just can't know it. And to have the humility to recognize that we, we don't know what happened to, with that person this morning even, right? And how much pain they're in, how much pressure they're under. I remember seeing this cartoon once. It was, it's just, it was so brilliant. It was, um, okay, let's see if I can paint the picture. So uh, picture a cliff, there's a cliff, and there's a guy laying towards the ed edge of the cliff with his hand reaching down, holding onto the hand of a woman who's falling off the cliff. So she's dangling, okay? And she's dangling and there's like a snake trying to bite her and she she can't see him because she's dangling he has her hand and she's thinking why isn't he pulling me up with greater strength oh my gosh I'm about to fall or get or get bitten but what she can't see is the the man who's laying on the edge holding her hand trying to pull her up he has this massive boulder that had fallen on his body and he's like being crushed right but she can't see that. And then he's he can't see what's going on with her. And he's thinking, oh, I'm, I'm trying as hard as I can. Can she, can she just, you know, try and pull herself up with me, right? But they can't, they don't know. They don't know what the other one's going through. And really, we're all, we're all doing our very best, whatever that looks like, you know? And I think when we can come to that, humility and love and mercy then that is a key to open our hearts and and bring healing to to whatever it is so true that's a great cartoon you know it's like this example we we gave earlier about um people commenting on meditations and i was giving the example of someone who said it's all great until he started talking about god Obviously, this person has had a negative connotation to the word God, no doubt from some religious experience that is completely different from anything that I am talking about. But that's her real experience. So it's not, she's not even commenting on what I'm saying. She's commenting on her own past negative experience, which is completely real for her and something that she's personally gone through. So when we realize that everyone's going through different things and had different experiences and, and been influenced in different ways and consumed different information 
you know, when, like, for example, the, the Islamic terrorists, you know, or any kind of terrorists, white supremacists or whatever, you know, the latest um, group is that's terrorizing people, whatever it is, why do they do those sorts of things? It's because of a belief system. They hang out with certain people who believe in certain things and they all get riled up about it and all kind of get all passionate about it and they get told that they have to do this because it's this big deal and, and it's really important and it's the best thing to do and then they end up doing crazy things but they're under external influences. You know, if, this, if the same person was brought up somewhere else and had different influences, they would act very, very differently. What What we sometimes forget is that we are like a sponge and we we think we're original and we're coming up with all our own ideas and you know we're totally unique and everything we do is our own decision but if we're really honest about it we have picked up belief systems from all over the place and a lot of it is unconscious and goes back a very very long way far far further back than we even can remember so a lot of our responses to things a lot of our awareness about things is below the surface of our consciousness so we're having this response to things based on unconscious beliefs and programs and so is everyone else so this really just brings a lot of compassion that it's not personal and people can't help it. And when you really let this sink in deep in your heart, then you won't be triggered because you realize it couldn't be any other way. How could it be any other way? There's an interesting thing that we do psychologically is that when, when we do something bad ourselves, and I know I've done plenty of bad things in my life, if I do something bad, what I'll tell myself is, well, look, if you understood where I've come from, all the triggers that I've had, all the challenges I've had in my life, everything I've gone through, all my weaknesses, and you were in my position, you would do the same thing. You know, we, we have this, this compassionate awareness when it comes to our own behavior. You know, well, of course, I did that because of blah, blah all these things. Well, how could I not have done it, right? But then when it comes to other people, we say, well, what was wrong with this stupid person? They shouldn't have done it, you know, and we judge them for it. So we have a double standard. If we could apply the same compassion we have towards ourselves, towards others, then we would go from outrage to compassion. It doesn't mean that we go along with it. It doesn't mean we agree with, with things people are doing. We might have to protect ourselves in certain situations, but we emotionally will have be able to extend that compassion and that understanding. Mm. You know, and I think the art too is like extending it, extending it beyond our personal version. So we might not understand what someone else is going through, but we can touch in with a place of our, our own pain, our own suffering, and we're not going to necessarily be able to understand it 100% unless been through similar things, but we can know how difficult it is in these times to be human, right? Overall. 
and have compassion. It's so true. So this this is a very heart opening thing when you really expand out beyond our own limited awareness to the bigger picture then it reduces these triggers. And then the third thing connected to this is picking up virtues rather than picking up defects. So things happen in life, right? Every day something happens. People do things, they say things, they don't do certain things, right? Some people might say, purposely offensive things to us or to somebody else and we can either pick up virtues from others pick up the the good side of it or we can pick up vices so there's an expression um, a holy swan a sacred being you know like imagine there's a mystical creature it picks up pearls not stones right this this is an expression and what it means is that things happen people do things where is our attention is it is it on the negative thing that happened the stones or can we see the positive virtues behind it and, and receive that. Like, what are we receiving from the situation? Because the, the higher the level of consciousness somebody has, the, high, the more spiritually minded in a genuine way somebody is, the more they're able to pick up virtues, even from situations that don't appear to have any virtues in them. So we might come across somebody and we might say, this person is literally full of a thousand negative things. They've got this thing wrong with them and this thing, and they did this and they think this and there's a big list, right? But every single person has at least one virtue that we can be inspired by, which is which can be seen as a good thing, right? So in other words, where is our attention going? Is it on all the negativity? And if it is on the negativity, what happens? we receive that, we take the sorrow, and then we feel even worse. Or can we pick up the virtues? So for example, let's say somebody is saying something nasty about you, right? You could say, well, that's terrible. They don't know what they're talking about. They've got all these 15 things wrong with them okay that's seeing all the negative what is the virtue that they have buried in there somewhere and in some cases it might be that they are somebody who wants to be right or you know wants to do what's right or they want to call out bad things or they want to you know they're determined or they might be fearless you know so there's like hidden hidden virtues even in terrible things and it's actually a really high level art just like getting offended let's think of it this way right on the one hand 
there's the practice of being offended, which in other words means picking up negativity. So someone says something and what happens? We get offended. We pick up negativity. We take in the negativity. We feel terrible. It ruins our day. Right? That's picking up stones. That's picking up negativity. What if instead of doing that, we pick up virtues? So we, we see the same situation and instead of focusing in on the 15 terrible things about it, we focus in on the one thing or two things that are buried virtues. Right? So let, let's say, for example, that you like to spend time relaxing and meditating and being quiet, right? And somebody else likes to run around and they do all this stuff and they're quite noisy and ex extroverted, right? And you might say, well, I wish that that person's always running around and they would do all this stuff and you might not like it because it's different from your personality. But what are the virtues in that? You know, there's determination, there's being energetic, there's getting things done, being productive, right? There's a whole range of good things in there that we can receive from that person. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I would love to bring in and tell you guys about these two dogs that I'm learning so much from, uh, and I think really in this regard as well. So there's these two blind puppies who I love so much and one of them is very similar to me he's 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 quiet super sensitive gentle soul and we get along really well as we get each other how difficult it can be to be in this world and that in that uh, constitution and the other one um, she's so small that she's really bold and she barks a lot and she can be a little aggressive and really forthright and um so i get to witness these dogs and i'm learning so much from from them and i see how they interact and the one who is really quiet he's like untouched she's still his best friend she might be aggressive and she might bark and he might already be in my lap and she like pushes her way or pushes her way in and he he no longer really has a spot and I witness him he's like all right totally peaceful totally accommodating doesn't bark doesn't get irritated takes his time gradually gradually kind of finds finds a new space new space within the lap you know and totally loves her and appreciates her and doesn't doesn't touch him doesn't phase him right and i'm just learning so much from these puppies of like how accommodating they can be with each other and she is certainly accommodating with him and in, in her ways as well and shows him how to do things because they're both blind and shows him shows him the way a lot she was blind for birth and, and he wasn't, so she has that confidence. And they learn from each other. They pick up each other's virtues. They they flow with it, you know? And um, I think there's so much we can learn from from that wisdom. 
that these two blind puppies have or, or a lot of our, our animal friends um, show us. That's beautiful. Yeah, we can see it everywhere. So this is a this is a very, very high level practice. This is a sign of spiritual progress, is where we come into situations we might initially, let's be honest, we might initially get offended or triggered. Then we can say, all right, hang on a minute. I can only change myself. This person's un under an external influence. It's not their fault. And the third thing, how can I receive the virtues, which might be apparent, might be kind of hidden. It's up to us to use kind of our superhero X-ray vision to find the virtue because there will be something buried in it somewhere if you look hard enough if we can't find any virtue that's on us to look a bit deeper because there will be something there oftentimes it's buried a few layers deep but it doesn't mean that there's nothing there. And if we can find it, then we can receive that, take that from it. Right? Let, let's take an extreme example of this, right? Of course, I do not agree with terrorism in any form. I just want to be very clear about this. I don't have any interest in that sort of thing. But there are people who are into terrorism, right? So we could all agree that's a terrible thing. We don't agree with it. What is the hidden virtue in that? You might say, well, there can't be any virtue. It's a ridiculous thing. Well, actually, if you look a bit deeper, they're very determined, right? They're willing to die for a cause. They have perseverance. They have courage, right? So there's quite a few virtues, actually. They're obviously misdirected tremendously misdirected poor people they're under an external influence right but we would benefit from having courage more courage in a good way we would benefit from being determined in a good way towards doing good things we would benefit from being persevering despite challenges right there's all these things that we can take from that situation that we can then say how can i apply that in a positive way in my life to help people to be of service to to be a positive influence a loving kind influence in the world you know you can look into this in, in many different situations so next time you find yourself getting offended or getting triggered see what you can find in there that you can bring into your life that would actually benefit you and benefit them and other people beautiful 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 so really it's all part of the spiritual journey and part of part of our progress in a sense in doing that inner work on ourselves opening our hearts to compassion seeing the pearls the virtues I mean, it doesn't mean that that we don't change or move away from certain situations or or adapt and and take care. We're not like 
making ourselves doormats for negativity or anything but we're taking whatever spiritual benefit and growth and significance and learning we can from every situation adjusting as needed and regardless having having compassion and mercy in our hearts because that's going to be a much more healing anyway than than 